Hello guys, gals, and anyone who identifies otherwise, and welcome back to the Table of Terror podcast. My name is Kamiko, you can call me Miko if you'd like, and I am the curator and host of this podcast that you're listening to right now. Um, if you've read the title of the episode, then you know what we're talking about, but I'm going to tell you anyway because it's kind of what I do here. So, <laughs> this is another paranormal game slash ritual. It's really not a game. This one is called The Midnight Game, and I know that I say every single time that I record one of these ritual episodes uh, that you should not go out and do this, um, but this one I, is even more serious than the last few, um, because this is actually a pagan ritual that was used as a punishment for people who broke the laws of the pagan religion. Guys, it was a punishment. Why would anyone still want to do this? But, as always, I am going to tell you what is necessary to do something like this and go through the rules and the regulations so that if for some strange reason you feel a yearning desire to go out and perform this ritual, you are properly equipped and you know warning signs and ways to know if you've done it correctly and, and, and. So let's jump into the materials that you'll need to perform this ritual. But before we actually jump into that, I would like to talk about this episode's sponsor. So our sponsor for today is Only Human. And I don't know if you know this about me yet, but you're about to find out. I am a queer woman of color, and it is really, really important to me to see pieces of myself uh, represented in uh, companies and brands that I purchase and put on my body. And Only Human does just that. Um, they are more than just a clothing brand. They're a community of good humans doing good things just for the sake of doing good, bringing other people joy. Uh, what they do is they release a new line of apparel every month and they donate 10% of their profits, of their monthly profits, to um, a nonprofit partner. So for every sale, they donate 10% of the proceeds to whatever that month's cause is. And if you go over to their website at onlyhumanco.com, that's onlyhumanco.com, um, you can go ahead and look over all of their past campaigns. You can read up information about their current campaign. You can choose to get involved if you want to. They have an advocate program, which I am actually a part of, and it gives you some insider looks. It gives you opportunities to join events in which you would give back to your communities. And it's just a really, really great group of people. So thank you, Only Human, for sponsoring today's episode. And if you head over to their Only Human website, um, which I will leave linked in the show notes, but again, it's onlyhumanco.com, and you choose to make a purchase, um, consider putting in my discount code. You'll get 10% off of your purchase, and um, that code is O-H as in Harry, my first name, Kamiko, K-A-M as in Mary, E-K-O-R, because my last name is Rios, and then 19. So it's O-H, like only human, Kamiko R 
1-9. And that'll give you a discount at checkout. Okay, hopping back into the materials you'll need for this ritual. Um, now, before I go off of the list, uh, it's important to gather, actually gather all of these materials. You do, cannot uh, and do not want to skip or substitute any of these items. They are all important and serve a purpose in this ritual. You're going to need a candle, a piece of paper, a pen, pencil, some sort of writing instrument. You're going to need matches or a lighter. You're going to need salt, a wooden door, a drop of your own blood, which means you're going to need a, a pin or a knife or something to uh, poke yourself. And if you play with other people, they are going to need their own materials, so you cannot share. Everyone needs their own materials designated for themselves. And you must start this ritual at exactly 12 a.m., exactly midnight. Okay, so let's get into how this ritual is actually supposed to work. So prior to midnight, you're going to gather your materials, right? And the first step to perform this ritual is going to be to write your full name, your first, middle, and last name, on a piece of paper. Put at least one drop of your blood on that piece of paper and allow it to soak into it. Um, I already hate this because what you're basically doing is inviting a demon into your house to play a terrifying game of hide-and-seek with you, kind of like, uh, kind of like One Man Hide-and-Seek, but this was an actual ritual used as a pagan punishment, and it's terrifying. I apologize in advance if there's some weird noises in the background. Um, I'm pet-sitting for a cousin, and, uh, He's a very whiny boy. This pup is. This pup just had surgery and he's very uncomfortable. Alright, so step two is to turn off all the lights in the place that you are doing this. I would suggest, again, not doing this in your own home. Um, you are going to go to the wooden door that you chose and place the paper with your name on it in front of the door. Now, take out the candle and light it. And then you're going to place it on top of the paper that now has your blood, your DNA on it. Step three is to knock on the door 22 times. And the time must be exactly 12 o'clock a.m. upon the final knock. Then you're going to open the door, blow out the candle, and close the door. You have just allowed the quote-unquote midnight man to enter your house. Step four is to immediately relight your candle. This is where the game begins. You now have to move about your space uh, completely in the dark with the lit candle in your hand. And the goal is to avoid the midnight man at all costs until 3.33 a.m. Uh, if your candle ever goes out, that means that the Midnight Man is near you and you have to, have to, you guys, you must 
relight your candle within the next 10, cent si woo, 10 seconds. If you are unsuccessful in relighting your candle in under 10 seconds, you have to uh, surround yourself in a salt circle. So you're going to pour salt in a circle around you so that you are inside it, protected. Um, because supposedly, if you are unsuccessful in both of those actions, the Midnight Man will create a hallucination of something along the lines of your greatest fear, and supposedly will rip out your organs one by one. Uh, <laughs> some of the sources say that you will feel all of it, but you will be unable to react. Which is, again, terrifying. Why would anyone want to do this? If you are successful in creating the circle of salt, you must remain inside of it until 3.33 a.m. when the ritual is finished. If you are successful, however, in relighting your candle under that 10 second mark, you may proceed with the game. And you have to continue until 3.33 a.m. without being attacked by the Midnight Man or being trapped inside of the salt circle in order to win. So. Again, in order to win the midnight game, whatever win means, you have to uh, have your candle lit successfully until 3.33 a.m. while avoiding the midnight man. If uh, you have to form a salt circle, that will protect you, but you still lost the game. Um, and in, in addition to all of this, uh, some sources say that an indication that you are near the Midnight Man is um, a sudden drop in temperature, seeing uh, a, a very, very black, like pure black humanoid figure through the darkness, hearing whispering. Um, if, uh, you know, electri electronics in your house start to act up, it could be that as well. Okay, so now's the time where I tell you all the reasons that you shouldn't play this game uh, and things that you are not allowed to do under any circumstances during this ritual. Uh, you are not allowed to turn any of the lights on during the midnight game. It means that you lose, and uh, I won't be responsible for what happens to you. Um, you cannot use a flashlight during the game at all. Do not go to sleep during the midnight game. Do not sit in more than one place. You need to be constantly moving because this dark entity, this demon, if you have it, um, is actively looking for you, hunting, the whole time that this is going on from midnight to 3.33 in the morning. Um, this is really important. Do not... Under any circumstance, attempt to use another person's blood on your name. It will make things go completely wacko. Just don't do it, okay? Um, also, don't use a lighter as a substitute for a candle. It won't work. If you think about it, you're supposed to have your candle lit for three hours. What kind of lighter is going to work? Also, really hard to blow out. Um, and definitely do not attempt to provoke the Midnight Man in any way. You just invited a demon into your space. That is more than enough. Like, don't... 
if you ever play any of these rituals that involves an entity, if you ever go uh, ghost hunting or do paranormal investigations, it's never a good idea to antagonize whatever you made contact with or invited into your space. It's just not. Um, and sometimes even when the game is over, could still be watching because if you think about it you invited this being into your space um who's to say that he's actually gonna go away i don't know you don't know who knows i just that's another reason why you should shouldn't do this okay and if everything i said has no effect on you and you still want to try this ritual um first of all what's wrong with you Second of all, um, I'm going to read someone's experience that I found on Reddit. Um, originally, I had a couple um, experiences that I found on Reddit No Sleep, but since I did the research for this episode, between then and now, they have been deleted or something, and I can't find them, so we're going to go with this one instead. This is on uh, actually posted on Reddit uh, Three Kings which is another ritual that we'll be going over later in this series. Okay, so this is called Midnight Game Experience. Um, and then it's from a deleted user, so I can't um, use their username. But it reads... Alright, well that was fun. Yeah, that was a bit of sarcasm, sorry. The Midnight Game, whether paranormal or just a psychological experiment, is no joke. It is dark, you're scared, and you're going to see slash hear things. Again, whether it's the imagination or the midnight man, I genuinely have no idea. I don't know. I do know that I will not be doing this ritual again, that's for sure. Too intense for this girl. So I was able to talk three friends into playing the midnight game with me last night. Obviously, not their real names, but for the sake of easier reading, we will call them Ryan, who helped with the experience, Elliot, Sarah, and then me, Pancho. I made sure everyone knew the rules, the do's and don'ts, and that this ritual was to be taken seriously. My friends are goofballs, but they weren't stupid when it comes to things like this. All three are like me, skeptical, but with just enough belief to keep all of them wary of the paranormal. I actually think that it's great that she was able to convince three friends into doing this with her, because I don't think I know three people, let alone three friends, that would be willing to do something like this. Alright. But it says, In preparation, we turned off everything electronic and covered every mirror we could find. As I mentioned in my questions post, which I'm not including, by the way, my friend's house is two stories, plus a finished basement and attic, so it took a while to double-check everything was done correctly. Once everything was done around the house, we gathered at the front door. We had everything ready with our full names and blood on the papers. Honestly, I've never heard a group of 20-somethings complained so much about a little prick to the finger, but it was, but that is neither here nor there. 
It's also important to note that we turned off all of our cell phones after we synced up our watches. And all right, sounds pretty cool. After everything, we gave our final, okay, let's do this. We turned off the last light and lit our candles. I made sure our knocks were 100% correct, the last knock landing exactly at midnight. Everyone put their hand on the knob to open the door. Then we blew out our candles at the same time. We closed the door and relit our candles. Note, each individual had their own messenger bag with supplies, a candle, which wasn't in the bag, a lighter and or matches, and a container of salt. The first lighting of the candles went smoothly, albeit a bit panicky. Well, I mean, that makes sense. You're doing something absolutely insane. As previously discussed, Ryan took the lead because it was his house. I grabbed onto his shirt tail, Elliot grabbed mine, and Sarah grabbed his. So hopefully we would not get separated at the beginning. We were all too scared at the beginning to talk. I can distinctly remember hearing everyone's shaky breathing when we started walking together. The light from our candles was making all kinds of creepy shadows on the walls. My first thought as we headed towards the kitchen was, this is a bad idea. Well, yeah, geez. Okay, uh, it says, we slowly made our way to the kitchen, tripping over each other like a bunch of idiots. Nothing seemed to happen while we were on the first floor, other than Ryan mumbling about how stupid this was and how much he hated me. Once we got up to the second floor and explored the bedrooms with nothing out of the ordinary happening, we decided to split up. Ryan and I would go down to the basement while Elliot and Sarah would go up to the attic. I believe this was about 1.10 a.m. when we split up. When Ryan and I went downstairs, I realized we'd made one mistake so far. We didn't cover the flat screen TV, which is like a mirror. I could have sworn I saw a man standing by the front door in the reflection of the TV. I poked at Ryan and pointed with my candle, but at that point, the figure was gone. After that, I almost fell down the stairs because my legs were wobbling so much. Ryan kept saying he didn't feel well and just wanted to put salt around himself until the end of the game, but I kept pushing until we were in the basement. Once we got to the bottom, the door slammed shut. Shit, I don't like that. Um, we both screamed, and I mean screamed like some freaking five-year-old watching Jaws. After about 30 seconds of pure terror, our candles were still lit, so I told Ryan to just keep moving. He wouldn't budge, so I held the candle up to his face to see him staring in horror at the door leading upstairs. Ryan grabbed the salt out of his bag and drew a circle around himself. What the hell are you doing? I whispered. He said something akin to F you and sorry. I didn't want to leave him down in the basement alone, but I also didn't want to end the game so quickly. After all, my candle hadn't gone out once yet. I told him I had to keep moving and asked if he'd be okay. His response was, again, very colorful in nature, but he agreed and sat down in a circle and put his hoodie up over his head. I told him if something happened, to scream as loud as he could and I would come back to turn the lights on. No, what were we not supposed to turn the lights on? Um, at this point, I knew I needed to find Elliot and Sarah to join back up with them. 
This was my worst nightmare. I was alone playing the midnight game in the damn basement. I walked slowly around the basement first, though, because I didn't want to get caught on the stairs trying to light my candle. It must have worked because I was able to get back up to the main floor without any problems, though I still felt really sick about leaving Ryan. I mean, I still feel guilty writing about it now. I started up the, stair the staircase to the second floor when I heard a shh sound coming from behind me. I'll tell you, I ran up those stairs so fast, I almost broke my damn ankle. I'm assuming that it was the wind um, from running, but my candle went out when I made it to the top. I dug into my bag and flipped the lighter on. Luckily, my candle relit easily. Sarah, I said in a loud whisper, but I didn't hear anything. I went upstairs to the attic and called to my friends again. Still, no response. I almost turned on the lights, I was getting so scared. I thought I could hear scuffling over in the corner of the attic, so I kept moving toward the noise. Guys? I said again, and finally got a response of a blown-out candle and Elliot. I had my lighter still in my hand, so I relit the candle quickly to see Elliot and, Sta and Sarah standing in front of me. I asked why they didn't answer, but before they said they... Oh, wait, what? Oh, I asked why they didn't answer before. They said that they didn't hear me and asked where Ryan was. I told them what happened, so they insisted we go back down to the basement to check on him, and I agreed. As we walked back down the stairs, I asked if anything happened to them while they were in the attic. Unfortunately, I think the Midnight Man was downstairs with us, so the other group didn't experience anything. Once we made it downstairs, the door to the basement was shut. I know I left it open. I ran to the door and saw something out of the corner of my eye in the TV screen. When I opened the door, I could see Ryan still sitting in his salt circle. Are you okay? I whispered down, but he didn't respond. I was so scared for him, I ran down the stairs, my candle going out again. It was freezing at the bottom of the stairs. I mean, I know this is the basement, which is normally colder, but I probably could have seen my breath if it wasn't so dark. I kept trying to flip the lighter, but I couldn't get a, a spark. Everyone kept yelling, SALT! SALT! at me, so I finally gave in and poured a circle around myself. I didn't feel any safer, but I was still able to light my candle. I asked Ryan if he was okay, but he only nodded. I then motioned for Elliot and Sarah to come downstairs. Once they were at the bottom, we agreed that they too should put salt around themselves. So that's how we waited for an hour, the four of us sitting in our salt circles with our candles, the only light source. Ryan wouldn't say a word. Sarah kept sniffling, and Elliot kept looking at his candle and watch like they were the Holy Grail. I kept looking around the basement and shivering as the stupid one who didn't wear a hoodie. I saw so many shadows and figures around the room, but I have no idea if they were real. It was even a little hard for me to breathe at times, but I think that was probably because I was just so scared. When it was finally 3.33 a.m., I was the only one brave or stupid enough to get out of the salt circle and turn on all the lights. I apologized to everyone and showed them all how to perform a personal cleansing ritual. 
I cleansed the house to the best of my ability and lined every entrance with salt. We all tried to go to sleep in the same room, of course, but I don't think any of us got a wink. This morning, everyone was dead tired, but seemed to be in a little better spirits than last night. I'm pretty sure this was the most terrifying experience of my life, and as I stated at the beginning, I will not be trying this one again. I haven't had a chance to get Ryan alone and ask him what he saw. He wouldn't say anything in front of the others. I think we're all still trying to process the experience. I'd say if you want a big score scare, this is definitely the ritual for you. If you're faint of heart, definitely stay away. Um, I would just like to say that I disagree. I don't think that you should do this if you want a big scare, or if you're faint of heart. I don't think anyone should be doing this at all. But that, in essence, is the... Uh, the Midnight Game, the Midnight Ritual, it's uh, everything you need to know, and hopefully a cautionary tale of why you should not perform it. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and now it's that time where I tell you how to get involved with the podcast if you want to. If you have any paranormal experiences that you feel comfortable sharing or want to share, you can send an email with a voice memo, a written account, Anything you want to do, a, a video even, I would take the audio from it um, and send it to tableofterrorpod at gmail. It'll be linked in the description with all of these other uh, links that I'm going to throw out. If you want to get in contact with the podcast uh, on social media, you can find us at Instagram and Twitter at Table of Terror with an underscore after it. If you would like to get in touch with me, Kamiko, online at all, uh, you can go to my personal Instagram and my personal Twitter account at Miko Rios. Again, it's linked in the description. Um, if you heard the ad at the beginning of this and you would like to purchase something from Only Human, again, the code for that is the discount code for that is. O-H, like only human, O-H, Kamiko, R, 1-9, and that'll get you a 10% discount. Now, if you would like to support the show, the easiest way for you to do it is to um, leave a like or a comment on whatever podcatcher, podcatcher, podcasting, whatever app you listen to, what, whatever Wow, I can't speak today. Whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, that would be great. I would really appreciate it. Um, and if you would like to support the show monetarily in any sort of way, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash tableofterrorpod. Again, it'll be linked in the description. Again, my name is Kamiko. You can call me Miko if you'd like. Thank you for being with me for episode 7 of the Table of Terror podcast. Don't forget to be kind to yourself and to others, and of course, drink water, because it's good for your body. Okay, bye.